So, you've just finished A Court of Thorn and Roses, and you're craving another fantasy world to devour. Dipsy's got your back. Dive into spicy enemies-to-lovers tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. I gotta tell you that the immersive soundscapes are really what makes a good sexy story different from a not good sexy story because it just like adds like it's hard sometimes in like reading a novel to like get the actual feel of what's going on but when it's like oh we're like at the coffee shop and this is like actually happening it's like very different (laughs) and there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves greek gods and goddesses regency era historical fiction for you sam and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure new content is released every week so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again you can always find something new to explore dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction for listeners of the show dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash just break up that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash just break up. Dipsy stories.com slash just break up. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week, we're going to tackle topics like situationships that go on for way too long, the small heartaches that keep giving, and hashtag forever alone. Wow, we're just getting a little creative. (laughs) A little creative with these. Yeah, uh... this is going to be a bleak episode, apparently. (laughs) Well, welcome to Just Break Up, literally. (laughs) Uh, But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that we are not licensed to do this. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. Our advice is just our opinions based on our own weird matters of the heart Mm -hmm. and things that we've read in books and seen on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, it's an amalgamation of my therapist and Brene Brown quotes that I've had other people tell me. Yeah. uh, Mine is like a Wikipedia page that could be like edited by literally anybody. (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> um, this is all to say, please take our advice as you see fit. We're just here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly confused, nope, incredibly rewarding, <laughs> but <go>. mostly confusing <laughs> thing that is love. Welcome to episode, what is it, 58? 57? 58? What are numbers? Sam just got back from vacation. That's right. So he has an excuse. Yeah, it feels like forever ago that we were recording these. It was. I have no idea. I have no excuse. Yeah, well. I just am a little spacey today. <laughs> That's legit. Um, so, okay. 
Everybody needs to know that Sam just got back from his cruise. Yes. If you did not follow his adventure on his Instagram, you missed out. <laughs> Quality content. Sam, like, never posts on Instagram. So the second he does, he, like, does it. He goes from zero to 180. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's... And it's lovely. People were talking about it in our closed Just Break Up Facebook group, which you guys can find on Facebook at Oh, where Just they? Break Up Facebook group, I think it's called. <laughs> uh, that's really cute. And I also had a lot of our listeners like interact with me and re- like respond to my stories, yeah, which was fun. really fun. It's really yeah. cute. I love when they do that. Super cute. Um, but Sa- Sam has been gone, and I literally know nothing about the cruise other than what I've seen on Instagram and what we were texting about while he was gone. Right. Because he had internet access somehow in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely sure how it works, like, to be honest. You're, like, in the middle of the ocean, and I was like, um, Obviously, it's, like, I can still on the boat, the but I still am, like... <laughs> Damn, like technology is crazy. Is. But anyway, tell me, give me some highlights. Uh, I thought it was really cute when you texted me, quote, I can't wait to talk about the cruise on the podcast. <laughs> I do have a note in my phone that's like, thoughts on the cruise. That's like 400 <laughs> lines long. <laughs> and, like, most of them are great, but some of them were like after I had had a few yeah, too yeah, many yeah, Tito's yeah, and yeah, sodas. Yeah. And so they're like, so what is it like to be on a boat in the middle of the ocean with the same people? Uh, it's, it's weird, but here's the thing is that it is so big, like so unfathomably large. Like Titanic. Yeah. No. So I can show you a picture of this boat that I was on next to what the Titanic would have looked like. And it was like, it's like five times bigger. How do you have access to that? How do I, I bought a ticket. No, no. Okay. But they show, they use that as a comparison. No, I just Googled it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. No problem. (laughs) How Uh, do you have access to the, to the cruise? (laughs) Uh, so there's like always stuff going on. There's like trivia happening and like shows. There's an ice skating rink in there. Oh there's my like God. a it's diving like a Mall of show America, every but night in the ocean. Yeah, it's crazy. And so like you walk past people who you like have seen before, but like it's there were like six thousand people on the ship. So it's that's not wild. Like, that's like a little. That's like bigger than my hometown. Yeah, I know. Like it's a little city, just like floating along on the ocean. Were there any riots? There were no riots, no. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of uh, people doing like the YMCA, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, At one point, they made us do the Macarena when we were at dinner. Uh, So that was really rough. At dinner. So was it like a lot of like, was it like when you go to college and you're a new freshman and they make you do all these orientation things? Like, were a lot of the things mandatory? No. Were they heavily encouraged? Nothing was mandatory except for dinner on the first night. Okay. And that was just that, like, none of the restaurants were open. Also, they made us do a drill on the first day, which was super creepy and awful. I know. I wasn't sure if it was a little off color to make a Titanic joke to you via text message, but I did it anyway. Uh, Once I got on the boat, I was like, it would take a lot for this boat to, like, sink. That's what Jack and Rose said. And there were adequate life boats as opposed to on the Titanic when they were not because they thought it was unsinkable. (laughs) <laughs> I want to make a hundred jokes about how you could definitely pass for a child or like a dainty lady if you needed to get in front, like in the old, but I'm not going to do it. I just, could, I'm just going to set them up and leave them there. No, that's great. Anyway, other thoughts. Um, could we do a just break up cruise? That would be so fun. Well, how would you? We just need to get six thousand people to be able to spend (laughs) like an insane amount of money to get on a cruise. Yeah, it was so expensive. But then once you're on the cruise, you don't pay for anything. Oh, so you don't pay for food? I didn't. No, I didn't pay anything for food or for booze because I bought the booze package, Uh, and so (laughs) all I did was 
eat and drink the whole time. <laughs> oh my God. That was like my dream vacation. <laughs> yeah. And then lay out in the sun and read books. I will say that Sam walked into the studio. I hadn't seen him in a week or whatever. And the first thing I said was, you're not as tan as I thought you'd be. <laughs> and he turns to me and said, stone cold. He goes, a sunscreen. <laughs> If you listen to our Patreon, you know that Sam is very passionate about sunscreen. I love sunscreen. And skincare. So, but he looks good. He looks, do, you look dewy. You're a dewy, oh, glowy bitch. Thank you. You're welcome. I spent a lot of time in the sun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We went to a, an island owned by the Royal Caribbean Cruise Company weird. in Haiti, which was weird. weird. It was like a little like beach amusement park. Okay. Uh, and I went on a roller coaster down a mountain. Good, so that good, was good, good, that good, was good. good. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, we went to Jamaica, and I bought Ray Ban sunglasses, and that was it. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh huh. Yep. Uh, because we didn't have we didn't pay for any excursions, which are like an additional fee. Right. We were just like, oh, we'll just go and we will like find a beach, and that did not happen. We like wandered out into the city, and then people wandered kept back. like approaching us, trying to get us to pay them so that we could ride in their van with them, and it was really overwhelming. Got it. Got it. And then we went to Cosmel and we just went to like a, a bar next to a beach and hung out. Beautiful. Well, the yeah. pictures look gorgeous. Yeah. It was the really pretty. The pictures that your mother posted on Facebook I saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was really pretty. Like the Caribbean is a beautiful, beautiful oh place. Gosh, like yeah. the water in Cosmel was crystal clear. I was like, oh, I get I get it now. Yeah. Like I understand why people want to go here for spring break. Totally. Because it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that you <clears throat> would warn someone about the cruise. Um, so people will tell you that you can't feel the boat moving, and I 100% could. Oh, did you get sick? No, because I had my, and uh, shouldn't we say that? Um, I got a prescription for <laughs> a uh, like a patch that goes behind your ear that prevents motion sickness. Uh, which was great. So I didn't get sick, but I still like even sitting here feel like the ground is sort of moving. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like 24 hours later, I still feel like a little woozy. I'm never going on a cruise ever. Oh, you should. It's so much fun. I would vom forever. Well, do you get the motion sickness thing? Weird. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're going, bring motion sickness medicine. That's all Technology I'm is weird. Yeah. I mean, that's not technology. That's it's like, like science. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, the general, you know, the world outside of words is yeah. very scary and confusing <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. Cool. The food was great. Like, I was impressed at how good the food was. Awesome. Yeah. And I didn't pay for it. Oh I mean, God. I did pay for yeah, it, but yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. have to pay for it. How was it being with your family on a boat? It was good because it was like so big that I just you like wandered off the whole yeah. time. And yeah. I like... I was really intentional about being like, this has been a really hard Year. seven months, eight mm-hmm. months, right? And so I was like, I'm going to use this cruise to like recharge yeah. and like focus on no one except for myself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, which felt really selfish for sure because my sister was there with her two kids and my mom was there and like all of my cousins were there. Yeah. But it was also like, no, I've like been going and going and going for so long and I just need to like be by myself and sit in the sun and read. Absolutely. And like not look at my phone and not respond to people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You definitely deserved it. Yeah. Um. So while you were gone. Yeah. I accidentally almost didn't, but almost sent a naked pictures to your sister. <laughs> 
why? So we, I'm just, well, you got to update them. So like, I want to update them about like me and my like self-care practices. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, but your sister was texting me this morning about watching her children. Oh, nice. But then I was like getting up out of bed and I was in the nude and I w- took a naked picture for my sweet, sweet lover girl. <laughs> For my uh-huh. girlfriend, because yeah. we're LDR, got to, you know, keep it fresh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm training for a half marathon, so, you know, things look nice these days. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then, you know, when you take a picture for someone specifically, uh-huh. like in the text message, and you can you can either, like on iPhones, you can just either directly send it, or you can click done, and it shows up in your little text messaging yeah. box. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can, like, take it, you can send it right from the camera. Yep. So, I... My finger hovered over that, and then like the the patron saint of like don't send your naked body to your best friend's sister came and moved my finger over to the done, and then I looked at my phone and there was a naked picture of me in the text to your sister that I was about to send. Yeah, and then I deleted it. And then knowing that I was going to see you today, I was like, well, we're going to talk about that on the podcast because hashtag transparency. Uh huh. Yeah. But I'm going to segue into a really quick check-in topic, which is accidentally sending things to people who weren't meant to get them, whether that be nudes or, like, text messages about people. Has that ever happened to you? It has never happened to me. Knock on wood. I'm literally knocking on wood right now because I have been, like, part of things where it has happened. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's always like... Oh my god! It has yeah. for sure happened to me. I it's too mortifying to share the exact thing on air. I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh my god, it's so mortifying. But it essentially involved. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just thinking about it. Just trying to talk around. Okay, I'll I'll talk. I'll I'll say it. It involved sending a text message about some fun alone time I was having mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to an ex. Ugh. Who I was like trying to unravel things with, yeah, instead of a new person. <laughs> God. Whoops! <laughs> oh God, it was awful. Yeah, uh, in high school, one of my friends accidentally came out to my other friend because he texted her when he meant to be texting me. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, probably came out right. Yeah, I mean, it was fine, but it was like, it, it, came, it was like, came out. Yeah. yeah, okay. It was very dramatic at the time. Oh, yeah, mortifying at he the time. He was like, oh my God, what did I just do? Oh, and my I was God. like, I don't know, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, God, coming out in high school was so stressful. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> and in general, I think that like making those technological mistakes in mm-hmm. communication is like the worst, most horrible feeling because you like can't take it back <laughs> and <laughs> you can't change how it's interpreted. Uh-huh. And it's yep. just like, it's just awful. So, so I guess the check-in is to just share in that general awful humanness. Mm-hmm. Ask everybody to send in, send us a DM if you have done something horrible like this oh, so that do. we can laugh at your pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also maybe to think of like an escape plan outside of that. Like what would you do if you accidentally sent your naked picture to like my sister? But for for example, like what would you say in that situation? You know, we got to give people like resources, like scripts, oh, like yeah. how to deal with life's horribleness i mean what else can you say besides like that wasn't obviously not meant for you please delete yeah that's i mean i guess i guess i wanted to share is because like 
the commonality of that it has to it has to be something that happens a lot oh yeah for sure um and it almost can't be avoided other than like stopping and slowing down and thinking twice before you press send yep. or just not taking naked pictures or texting naked yes you know sexual embarrassing things mm-hmm. um but I don't know. The FBI has definitely seen like every angle of my naked body. So there's no going back here at this point. It's true. It's so. very true. So has Facebook and all of those other companies do. Oh, yeah. Because they're all connected. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, it's, how, how, is that, how is that connected to my phone? I mean, have you used Snapchat to send dirty pictures? Maybe like once in my life. Okay. Well, Snapchat is owned by Facebook. All right. Well. You're welcome, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> enjoy that left nipple that I sent to a boy four years ago. <laughs> he does enjoy it, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so if this happens to you, send us a message, let us know. And if it happens to you moving forward, just remember that... Uh, Everyone makes mistakes. Yep, and you can't die from embarrassment. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't You could, could feel like it, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like, it's like when you smoke too much and you're like, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. Like, it's it's a fake heart attack. <laughs> you're not, you're going to be okay. <laughs> Laugh it off with us. Um, yeah. All right. You want to get into some letters? Yeah. Let's see what the brokenhearted have to say this week. All right. Our first letter comes from Dora Matt. Door, doormat, maybe. Oh, cute. Doormat. That's cute. <laughs> uh, who is writing from The Void? Hi, friends. I'm a huge fan and could really use your wise words right now. I actually just submitted a question last week, but the circumstances have changed a whole lot. Basically, this is my version of Sierra emailing her therapist and he dumped me at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, did uh, so I say painful. therapist? <laughs> you did. You did. I wasn't going to say anything, but. It's fine. It's, you know, because I was if in we Mexico. could get like if we could get OK, <laughs> if we could get awards, you know, like blooper awards or Razzies, you know, mm-hmm. for failures. I think our podcast would be awarded for like mispronunciation of words <laughs> and not just mispr- mispronunciation. <laughs> it's not just mispronunciation. It's like trail off. You know, you'll yeah. be like therapies. <laughs> Also for using uh, colloquialisms wrongly. Incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, continue, Dora. Long story short, I was in this situationship with a boy I thought was absolutely perfect for me. We slept together a couple of times, but we were mostly just friends. He made me sure of this by letting me know that while he liked me, he wasn't in the right place for a relationship. I know, what a classic line. Our relationship would be marked with some weeks where he seemed really into me and would ask me to hang out and text me all the time. Followed by some periods where his interest would seem to vanish and he would give me the dreaded scene. This mixed behavior on his part really hurt me at times and would have a big impact on my mood. I sometimes felt really lonely after leaving our hangouts because I just wanted to spend more time with him and I could sense that he didn't. I recently decided that enough was enough and asked him to meet up and discuss what was going on. He then proceeded to tell me that whilst he loved spending time with me and was attracted to me, he couldn't see a relationship with me. I asked him why, and all he said was that he couldn't see himself spending all his time with me. That really stung, guys. It stung so hard. I've been pining over this guy for the best part of a year, texting him back almost every day, reading into every mixed signal that he gave me, and thinking that if I could just stick with it until he decided he was ready for a relationship, that it would pay off. My brain can't figure out how he could give me all these signals that he liked me while simultaneously not wanting me. I want to spend all my time with him, think about him all the time, and that was his response? 
I just feel so sad, guys. We have so much in common. We have the same niche interests and the same stupid sense of humor. I will get butterflies when I'm talking to him. I just don't get why he doesn't want to be with me when we have such a connection. And I feel like we're both missing out on something great by not pursuing this. I'm 22, and this is the first time I've ever caught feeling so bad for a guy. I've had some bad experiences in the past that made trust hard for me. I know what you are going to say. Block, block, block. And I know it's what I need to do. But it's just so hard, guys. I know I need to cut him off, but oh my god, I don't want to. I just love the guy. I'm more than just one level. I care about him so much and wish I could turn off these feelings so we could just be friends like he wants, but I can't. I know he struggled with his mental health, and I've tried so hard to be there for him. I almost feel selfish for wanting more for him as I know he's been struggling. I'm pretty devastated about this and really want to just get over it and feel better. I need some tough love. Please help a girl out with her first real heartbreak. Thank you both, my loves. Even if you don't read this out, it helps to type it all out. You really do lovely work, XXX. Thanks, Dora. Thank you so much for writing. I'm sorry that this is your first... Heartbreak. This mm-hmm. sucks. Welcome to the world of uh, emotional torment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I think about like I think about the first person that I was like really stuck on uh-huh. that like st- stayed with me for several years. <laughs> Jesus, I know. <laughs> I'm like embarrassed for myself. Just and thinking I about just it. couldn't. And I just didn't know. I I didn't have the um, perspective to be like this isn't worth it. Or this will pass. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I just didn't know. Yep. Or and, even just the idea of like this person isn't for you, right? Like as much as you love this person or like really like this person and want to be with them all the time, they're right. just not meant yes, for you. Yes, and and let's talk about how hard it is to think about things in terms of what can I change about myself to be suited for them yeah. versus this person isn't suited for me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My my 20-something cr- crush that lasted forever, um, I just constantly didn't feel cool enough. Like oh, yeah. there was a constant lacking. I felt like, you know, I wanted to be around him all the time. Mm-hmm. He like filled this sense of purpose to me or or he filled something, you know, and I just never felt like I could keep his attention. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I definitely feel I know. that. Doesn't that make you want to just like, <laughs> because now it's like, man, I'm 33. I love myself. I mm-hmm. think I am a good time. And now I just get it. Like we're not, we weren't meant for each other at that for time. Sure. But And people who don't want to show up for me, I don't need them in my life. <laughs> right. Or, or most importantly, people who make me feel inadequate, like yeah. that I don't. There's nothing I need to prove to them that will change the way they treat me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh. That's so real. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, Dora, thanks for taking us through that fucking horrible <laughs> yeah. memory lane. Uh, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, okay, my sweet. The first thing I'm going to jump into with you, Dora, is that unfortunately, this person that you really, really, really like has given you and ha- has said to you exactly what he wants. Mm-hmm. And the the biggest tough love, I think, of this letter for you that I'm going to say is that sometimes pe- other people's truths or other people's capacities to engage with us just hurts. Yep. So- sometimes there's not like a deeper reason or there's there's not something that you could do that could change their mind. Right. Uh, sometimes other people's truths just hurts our understanding 
of reality. Yep. And that pain, sitting with that, is and 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 being comfortable in that pain is one of the hardest things to do ever. Yep. You know, it, it is it's it's trying to be comfortable with rejection. It's trying to be comfortable with not being wanted. Yeah. And that shit is hard. It is. But the the tough love that I'll give you is just that. I don't know what else he could do right now in this instance to put up your boundaries for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Isn't no. that the truth? <laughs> yeah, that that his his boundaries are. Um, I don't I don't feel it enough to want to be in a relationship with you. Yep. But I am attracted to you enough to want to hang out with you sometimes and sleep with you sometimes. Right. Which, and that like, truth sucks, but that is the truth. For sure. And, like, I don't want to uh, make it seem like he's not putting weird mixed signals out there because he's like, well, I mean, I think you're attractive and I want to bang a few times. But, like, the straightest thing actually, you've ever right? said. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, not actually want to be with you. And I can, like legitimately that's a confusing thing for a person to say to you and do at the same time right right? so like i'm not trying to let him off the hook by being like he said what he said and you need to believe him right what i'm trying to say is like he said what he said but he is not beholden to you in any way right he is he will take what he can take unless there is a strong boundary there that has been put up and is maintained by you. Yes. And he's I like know... a little he's like a little child just like trying to get everything like yeah. off and like if, if in the grocery store the just grab it. Off of the <laughs> right, counter. Exactly. Yeah. The baby's gonna have caffeine poisoning. <laughs> Absolutely. The baby's gonna spill your coffee and you're gonna be real sad about it. <laughs> oh man, our metaphors just are whew. <laughs> anyway, Dora, um what I was gonna say is at some point in this world i know he's a cool guy and i know he's a good friend and i know that he's all what you want right now mm-hmm. and all of that can be true but at some point you have to start mattering right you have to matter yep. your feelings the 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 discontent that you feel um from not getting a relationship from him that has to start taking up space in your decision making practice your decision making process Or, Dora, the alternative is you're going to constantly wait until you somehow suddenly become enough or he somehow suddenly becomes interested or, I don't know, like bored enough, right? (laughs) I I don't mean that towards you, Dora, but Uh like I'm thinking about what makes in the past, in my situation, I feel like I was just hanging on by a thread. I was just, I would this person would text me and I would hang I would cancel all my plans and hang out with them. You mm-hmm. know, this person would kiss me and I'd be like, Oh my God, I want to get married. Yep. Um, and this person would not respond to me and I'd be like, Oh, they must be busy. I did all of this gymnastic yep. to justify how I can better show up and be there when he is ready to want me fully. Yep. But, and the boredom comment I made is because sometimes I think that he was just bored and enjoyed my attention mm-hmm. and like, that sounds shitty, but, like, we've all done something like that before in For our sure. lives. And I will say, Dora, that, like, the person that I was like this with did date me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> suddenly did change his tune and date me. And turns out that he was just as much of an asshole when we were dating as right. he was before we were dating when we were just friends who hooked up. Oh, my God. That is such an important thing to point out that, like, there's not going to be a magical switch where this person wants to hang out with you 100% of the time. Right. And it's not going to be a magical switch that's going to change his asshole behavior that he's exhibiting towards you. Right. Like, even though he's funny and charming and you have the same interests, like, all of that is great. But 
it also comes with the fact that he's been treating you very poorly I for even, a long well, time. I don't even know if he's an asshole because he, I, other than the fact, other than the mixed signals, right? Yeah. Which is hard to neg- navigate right. when you have friends with benefits or whatever. But to to his credit, he told her exactly how he felt twice. Yeah. But I would also like him to establish his own boundaries around right. like, oh, I shouldn't be hurting people who I know have interest in me that, yeah. that I don't have interest in. Well, side conversation. Let's yeah. let's muse. Mm-hmm. So are we saying and I think we are. I think I would ag- agree. Uh-huh. If you know that somebody's into you and they want more from you, is it your moral obli- and your friends? Is yeah. it your mor- moral obligation to then not hang out with them? I would say uh, you can hang out with them, but not in a Sleep way that can skew yeah. as romantic yeah, or totally. that you are like showing interest in totally. them. And again, to humanize the people who hurt us, I think that's hard sometimes because A, we all want to feel desired. Yep. I mean, that's just human biology. For sure. B, uh, it it is hard for a lot of people to to hurt people or reject people or to mm. make them feel unwanted, even if you don't want them. So humanizing this person for a second maybe he does really like dora loves spending time with her and doesn't like to leave her feeling lonely and disappointed you know yep whatever we don't have to talk about him anymore I don't but care. he is so. but he is yeah <laughs> back to you dora fuck this dude <laughs> um okay so dora yes you like him yep yes he doesn't want to be with you the equation is simple you can either keep trying to figure out why all of this isn't working, and you can spend, I'm telling you, sweetheart, you can spend years trying years. to figure out. Let me tell you, years. <laughs> <laughs> why this isn't working, and you can revel in this pain. You can you can paint your face with it. You can wake up every morning and say, oh, why am I not enough? Why doesn't he want me? Yep. That's one option. Mm-hmm. And the other option is you can say... This person who I have feelings for and who I respect doesn't want me back. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard for me to accept, but I'm going to accept it because I know that I can't wrestle it to make more sense or to hurt less. Yep. I can't emotionally uh, navigate this in a way that makes him want me. Yep. So I'm going to choose to accept this and move on and start the healing process. Absolutely. And that's, you know, you talked about how you wish you could just turn off these feelings. And the reality is, is that you can't, right? You right. can't just flip a switch and turn off your feelings. But you can do things that make those feelings less and less as time goes on, right? right? Like by making sure that you are still constantly with him and constantly in contact with him and can see all of his social media and respond to his every text, uh, that means that you know, you're just prolonging that pain. You are yeah. keeping yourself in those feelings. Yeah. But by taking a step back, by establishing some boundaries, by, you know, block, block, block. I actually was going to say, <laughs> I don't think you need to block, block, block. Um, maybe a soft block, which mm-hmm. is you like hide their things. You can't see them for a while or yep. whatever. Um, but the 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 true block is internal, right? Yep. The, the true block is I'm going to... I'm going to intentionally reroute my thought process when it turns to him. Right. And guess what? That's fucking hard. It's fuck. It is. And That's, it's, I wish it was like a switch you could flip on and be I like, I wish it was oh, like a road. Rerouted. I yeah. don't like him Re- anymore. Reroute. <laughs> Heart's GPS. Yeah, right. <laughs> Drive me into a fucking lake. For sure, right? Um, but the Heart GPS doesn't really work like that. But, but how you can redirect that is okay, I'm thinking of so and so again. 
I'm going to intentionally not obsess over the fact that he doesn't want me because I can't change that. Mm-hmm. I can change what I'm doing right now to potentially distract or mm-hmm. potentially expand upon um, different things that I want to feel other than that. That's how yep. you reroute your brain. Yep. And it's hard. Ugh, and it takes hard. time, too. It's not like an immediate thing. Yeah, but- homegirl, the last thing I want to say is like Sam dated his person for X amount of years <laughs> and I didn't, but I... I think mine is sadder somehow <laughs> because I think I I was obsessed with this person for like six years, even though I constantly felt like shit around him. Mm. <laughs> even, and like we were so, to quote you, Dora, we were so like-minded. We had a similar sense of humor. We loved being around each other. Yep. We thought we were quote unquote special to each other, right? Mm. Our friendship was special. But I just always didn't feel like enough because he didn't want me enough to date me. Ugh. I know it was disgusting. <laughs> Where was Just Break Up when you needed us? Yeah, no. I mean, like, where were you, Sam? You probably told me to break up. No, this is the person that I am thinking of. Yeah, it is. Okay. I feel like I encouraged it. So sorry about that. No, it's fine. I think it was like, like you know, like you got to conquer that thing that is oppressing you sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. I was young and stupid. You were like, make out. Get him to make out with you. Show him your boobs. I was like, just try harder, Sierra. (laughs) New podcast, just try harder. (laughs) The worst, like the under, that's like the upside down world of our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Uh, If if this podcast was made by us in our 20s. Yes, exactly. Just try harder. Be more available. I know he's telling you that he doesn't want you, but like he's also sleeping with you. That means he must want you in some way, right? And if our podcast ever comes out on April Fool's Day, we're going to do an episode of just terrible advice. All right, Dora, we hope this helps. I hope you get some laughs out of this uh, because at the end of the day, we know this hurts like fuck. Um, And the only thing that changes it is time and a little mental effort to reroute your brain away from this person, away from this place that isn't giving you the joy and love that you deserve. Absolutely. Thank you for writing. Thank you. We love you. Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up.
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which (laughs) um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right. Our next letter is from Wild Time. Wild Time. Spelled time like the herb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, And they are writing to us from the void. Hi, I've been listening to your podcast a lot over the past couple months, and it's really helping me out. So I figured I'd send a letter in, too, hoping you're not drowning in them or anything. (laughs) This fall slash winter, I went through a messy friendship breakup, which affected me even more than my actual romantic relationship breakup earlier this year. It was a long-distance friendship where I tried to sort out some issues and boundaries in private for the better half of a year until I called for a break. I did not get a break as much as the worst months of my life, where, as far as I can tell, I had my established boundaries repeatedly broken by accident, apparently, but enough times that I could no longer tolerate it. My words kept getting twisted around and constantly vagued vagued in public spaces online. I had wanted to resume the friendship after getting enough time to sort out my own brain and issues. But when things unraveled like this, I decided to cut this person off as much as I could. It was and still is kind of hard since this person managed to make themselves a part of many aspects of my life, including being a mutual friend of a rather large percentage of my social circle. I always do my best to stand by my principles, to be honest, straightforward, fair, understanding, etc., etc., and I have no idea how much I succeeded in the end or how much I actually fucked up, but I can only keep going forward knowing I did the best that I could with the resources that I had at the time. Yes, absolutely. I was kind at the end of my rope, and... It's over now, so all I have left is moving on, recovering, and untangling. I've actually been doing really great at this. I've done so much head and heart work. So much. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) Yeah. I have a great support network. My two amazing date friends and close friends who were not involved but had great advice for me and helped me untangle a lot of what happened. Trying to get with a therapist, working on not falling into unhealthy social media habits. Been clear on my boundaries with mutual friends who know what happened. I do not want to hear about this person unless I absolutely have to. And so on. 
I've done my very best to keep the whole thing as private as I can because it's pretty personal. It was a pretty personal fallout, and I don't wish them any ill will. I just want to be left in peace, live my life, and heal. The people who know either um, are those who are so close to me that they would already know now, and or those who have no particular relationship to this person. It's not a perfect system, but I've done my best to be fair while taking care of myself. However, what I struggle with are the small heartaches that keep giving. So many of my close and mutual friends still adore this person, and that's fine. It has to be fine. As long as their friendship is giving and healthy, it's fine, and it's none of my business. But there's also been friends who I thought were close with me that I thought I trusted, who trusted me, who have just left me without explanation or saying anything. It's not a super long list or anything, but finding out that someone who has used who used to say all sorts of kind things to you, invite you into spaces, invite you to their home, has suddenly blocked you or stopped talking to you altogether without telling you why. If someone feels too unsafe to communicate with me, that's absolutely a boundary I'm going to respect. And if they didn't trust me after all, then it's okay to let go of that friendship. But it hurts, and it's some high-octane fuel for paranoia and anxiety, a la, quote, what if your friends all secretly hate you? Mm. Oh, my God, that's so real. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to do my best to trust the friends that I do have, that they're not just going to drop me just like that, or that if something bothers them, they feel safe enough to talk to me without going on assumptions. I've already had some rough conversation with friends that I, where I had to untangle some assumptions about what I'd done. I don't know what I want help with. There's nothing to do other than to keep going, keep growing, and everything will be okay eventually, right? I'm just so tired of being scared and angry and paranoid and upset. My question is this. How do I deal with someone I cut off still having a presence in my life through everyone else? It's like some sort of poltergeist. I can't see what they're doing or saying, but I can see tons of proof, and I feel the ripples of the entire thing through people trusting me less, leaving me. What can I do that I haven't already done? How many barriers do I need to set up? How do I cope with the heartbreak of people I love dearly loving and trusting someone who hurt me? How do I cope with the heartbreak when people I love dearly don't have the foundation or experience to understand what happened to me when I try to tell them? How do I stop being so afraid of sabotage and self-sabotage? How do I stop worrying that maybe I am the toxic person who deserves all of this? Anyway, thank you so much for what you do. It really does help. Oh. <clears throat> time. Time, yes. Wild time. We'll call them time. Okay. Um, <clears throat> thanks so much for writing. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry that you're going through this. Yeah. Conflicts with friends are, I think, sometimes even harder than conflicts with with like a significant other. Totally. Because it does involve, it can involve so many of like the different people around you totally. as well. Um, and I think uh, Sam and I both felt connected to this letter or felt like this letter was important to read because we get so many letters about friend breakups mm-hmm. being in which the writer expresses like, whoa, why is this so much harder than the trademark relationship breakup that I went through this year? Yeah. I think that they friend breakups or more importantly, family breakups, mm-hmm. or not more importantly, but continually or yep. in addition to friend, family, like non-romantic breakups are so difficult because they you don't 
always have the intimacy foundations that you have in romantic relationships or, or even the script, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we, we watch rom-coms where people break up, but how many times have we seen these, these friend riffs yep. um, publicized or written about in some way? I don't know. I, I think it's something that happens so commonly, but we don't always see it represented. Yeah. And I totally agree that I like, it feels like there's no script for it. Yeah. There's like, you know, <clears throat> like I was even reading Ask Polly, which is like my favorite advice column recently. And she's like, I'm a 45 year old woman. And I can tell you that, like, I really suck at friendships. Yeah. Like no one has ever given me how do you actually be a good friend? Yeah. Um, and I think it is really it is tricky because everyone has their own definition of what friends should be doing and how friends should be behaving. Um, but there's no like written script for how we can identify when a friend is being a bad friend or being a right. toxic friend or even when we're being a bad friend and when we're allowed to like we talk about boundaries so much and it's time it does sound like you have a great grasp of this but i think the times in which my boundaries were honestly most overstepped is what it was in friendships because mm-hmm. i didn't understand that i had a right to say no or whatever or, yeah for sure or that i was that i was giving too much or etc you know yep and I also wanted to answer this letter because in addition to the very common thread of friend breakups, the aftermath, the small heartbreaks that keep giving, mm-hmm. the aftermath of a breakup, romantic or not, where your friends are still friends with them, the the ripple effect after the breakup. We get so many letters about that being like, how do I deal with people being friends with my abuser or my friends still talking to my ex or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Full transparency, one of my friends follows a, someone that I blocked, and I just want to text her and be like, <laughs> I know you don't give a fuck about this person. You please unfollow them for my own like, But that's so petty. It's so it's like I know she's following him for, for no reason, you yep. know? Mm-hmm. But I just want to be like, this would mean a lot to me. <laughs> this, I know. Well, you know, you can't be perfect. <laughs> or far from it. Um, no. no. I also get that impulse, so I understand. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just want her to unfollow him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that's irrational. Anyway, time. Let's get to you. Um, first of all, I'm sorry this happened. It sounds like you are doing the right head and heart work to deal with whatever shitty thing happened between you and your friend. Yep. Right. Sure. And you are 100% right that really all you can do is work it work it out, wait it out. Yep. You know, it's time. Yep. Right? It's the it's the resettling after a breakup. For sure. Where like everything explodes and you think it's done, but then it's like the ash falling after a volcano. Absolutely. And I wish that I could say, here are the five steps you can take in order to preserve all of your friendships and ice that awful person out. Uh but there, that doesn't exist. My <laughs> Mine is a one-step plan. Oh, and great. it's the first step is wait 10 years and see how everything works out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Like, if you can... I've been thinking about time a lot. I've been thinking, like, okay, well, in 10 years, am I going to be obsessing over this? Or am I going... What is my... Where are my priorities going to fall in 10 years? Yep. Um, I read something on Elizabeth Gilbert's Instagram. She mm-hmm. was quoting... This, um, I'm not sure what you would call him. He's like a spiritual leader. Sure. His name is Moji, I think is how you say it. M-O-O-J-I. And basically his his philosophy is that 
Elizabeth Gilbert shared this, but he said that somebody came to him and said, this is my problem right now. What do I do? I'm, I'm stressing. I don't, I don't know how to move on from this one problem. And he said, well, first ask yourself, what were your, what were, what was the problem three problems ago? Mm. And that's not meant to solve anything. It's actually just meant to let you ease into time and recognize like things do pass that our priorities change, our tools change. And, and so time, this is your problem now. And I know this hurts. I know this hurts so much and I know it can really, you're right. It is fuel to anxiety. This is, this is depression's favorite meal is isolation, mm-hmm. right? And to yep. think that everybody hates you. But I promise you that's not true. And I promise you that in 10 problems from now, you're going to be stronger and smarter and more capable yep. because you endured this time of conflict, this this time where the ashes were falling. Mm-hmm. Your life is going to come out more authentic on the other side of this. Yep. And again, I'm a little hesitant to do the whole like, and you're you're gonna learn from this, or like <laughs> my dad's. Always, I'll like I'll I'll call my dad and be like, oh, this happened, yada yada yada. And when my dad doesn't know what to say, or sometimes he says it genuinely, he'll he'll say like, ah, well, it builds character. <laughs> and I'm over like, I fucking have so many characters I could like put on seventeen different plays. Like anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. Um, yeah, no. I agree with everything that Sierra said here time. Everything? Um, and Even I, my little character analogy? <laughs> yeah, no, that was cute. Um, and I just want to, like, I want to say this as a, in a way of not being pessimistic, but in a way of just, like, being real. Is that, right. like, some of these friendships that you have with these folks are going to go away. Yeah. and Which is true, not just of people in your situation, but of all people in their throughout their life, right? Totally. We all have friendships that feel so completely strong today and within 2 years something can happen that that person doesn't call you anymore or you haven't seen them in weeks and you don't totally. really understand why well, how that happened. I think this the, the theme of this episode is going to be um sometimes life like the simplicity simple truth of life just hurts. Yeah. <laughs> true. It's just true. I, I I have nothing maybe it's the mood I'm in today. Yeah. But like <clears throat> Losing friendships or realizing that people cannot believe in you or not trust you or that some people pick one person and not and that person is not you. Like yep. all of these simple little truths in their life, whether they're true in your life or not, they just hurt. They That's do just, hurt. It just fucking hurts. Right. But it's important to acknowledge them because um, because it makes the pain easier to move through. If you are not trying to cling to things that are not going to be the way that you want them to be, right? right? Like, what can you control? And what can you control right now, Time, is showing up as authentically as possible in the relationships that you currently have. Yeah. So you're going through a shitty time, right? Like, tell them. Let people. Let people know that. Let people take care of you. Don't talk about the friend. Talk about you. Talk about how you're feeling. Talk about the things that you are going through. Talk about ways in which they can help you. Ask for help when you need it, right? Like, And it does sound like you've been, like, kind of curating the story. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And I want to say that's very kind of you to still be protecting that friend that you're no longer friends with. Yep. It's it's kind of you to have this like respect and this privacy, but you are allowed to take up space. Mm -hmm. You are allowed to talk about what happened. You are allowed to 
share details. Like you're allowed to do that because it is your experience. Absolutely. And I don't mean dragging this person through the mud. I mean, like if you need help and you need to talk about this, you're allowed to share what happened. For sure. And I think that's the the clear line that I want to draw to it's not about telling the story to to drag the other person through the mud this friend that you've you've right. broken up even with, if right? that's what they're doing right even if that's what they're doing because that's not healthy for them either and if they wrote into this podcast i would tell them the same shit thing yeah totally <laughs> but what i'm telling you time is like focus on you how is this making you feel how can you uh how can you turn towards abundance mm-hmm. and find those things that bring you joy, find the things that are are helpful and healthy for you mm-hmm. um, and show up with the focus on on what you're going through, the pain that you are feeling and not on what this other person did to you, because what that other person did to you is not actually that important. Right. It's about how you're feeling and how this has impacted you and the way that you see the world. So if you can sit in that space without blame or judgment or um, casting aspersions, then I think then you're going to be able to find a place where you can actually begin that healing process and build some really authentic relationships with the people around you. Totally. I totally think this will lead to a more authentic life. Absolutely. It'll be painful. <laughs> yeah. I'm not process. saying it's going to be easy or like being that authentic is it, like not painful. <laughs> oh God. Isn't that the fucking truth? <laughs> right. I, at one point in my life, I thought authentic- authenticity was just like... <laughs> I just like know like what I want and I just like I'm just so like a, I'm like a free spirit yeah you know? I'm just gonna put positive energy out into the world and the and ener- world gonna... will give me back positive energy yes and well I actually think that's true <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> says the woman who coined the phrase the universe continues to devastate us bitch you want to know why I coined that phrase <laughs> which is my favorite thing I've come up with this year is because in the same way, it's like, Oh, if you're, if you put out positivity in the world, hopefully the positivity will be returned. I just want to recognize to, to my higher, higher power, which is the universe. Mm -hmm. I just want to be like, Hey, I see you. I see that you're in control (laughs) and that I'm a tiny little bug and that you can crush me at any time. So with the, it's, it's kind of like, the universe will continue to devastate me is my way of saying like, okay, I'm grateful. I'm humbled. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not in control. So like be easy on me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm like putting that, I'm putting the, the, the gratefulness out into the universe and hopefully abundance will return. Yeah. I know that's totally woo woo bullshit, but (laughs) anyway, so I used to think authenticity was like about being able to like, I don't know, pick where you wanted to eat at night without stressing out about it. (laughs) I still can't do that. It's fine. (laughs) But actually time authenticity is about, um, feeling what you need to feel, saying what you need to say, doing what you need to do, not because of any reason other than the fact that that's how you felt and need, what you needed to do. It's, mm-hmm. Authenticity is about doing it and not expecting the reaction or needing a reaction or needing a result. It's just it's it's validity just for the sake of having of being yourself. Yep. You know that you are valid. Your experience is valid. Your needs are valid. The things you have to say, your emotions are valid inherently. Mm-hmm. And that's authenticity. Whereas the opposite of that is saying, oh, my God. I don't have a right to take up space. I shouldn't be feeling this way. Let me change this. No, I'm not upset. I'm sorry. How can I serve you? That's the anti-authenticity because yep. you're decentering yourself. Right. Um, and that shit is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah. yeah, theme of this episode. Everything's hard and it will take time. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very comforted by that. <laughs> I just am. I I I always I I've never been a pessimist, but I've I've always felt like I err on the side of optimism, but I have always been a realist. Yep. And that's the it's the universe will continue to devastate you. I do want to talk about blocking for a second. Okay. Because I think that we are always, we're preaching the black black block, right? But we haven't really talked about what it feels like to go to someone's profile and realize that you're blocked. <laughs> it is a traumatizing feeling. It's traumatizing. Uh, is it? Uh, have you never experienced it? No. Oh my god. Well. Or hang on. <laughs> or I am sure that I have been blocked. But and your boundaries are so strong that you haven't gone to look. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because mine aren't, <laughs> and I definitely know that I've been blocked a couple times. Um. <laughs> I have found out that I've been blocked, but I was like, oh, well, I didn't really like that person much anyway. So like, who cares? <laughs> Like, it's honestly easier for me now. I don't have to go through the process of blocking you. Yeah, no, that is so, that is quintessential Sam right now. You're like, oh, well, thanks, because now I don't have to do that labor. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, I am not enough. <laughs> this person that I hate hates me too. Yes, exactly. Well, that is, that's what we're talking about is, and you kind of touched on it time is you're saying, well, they obviously didn't have enough capacity for understanding in them or or they heard whatever story they heard or they or they are wherever they are in their life journey that they need to put that boundary up against you. Mm-hmm. And I just want to re- like shout out to the blocked. Yeah. Not just the blockies that to be blocked is really challenging yep. because it's just like in the first letter. It's just like hearing something you don't want to hear. For sure. It's just like saying, I don't want you. I mean, somebody is essentially saying, I need to put a boundary up you uh, up in my life and I don't want you involved in it. Mm-hmm. And that shit sucks to hear. Yeah, for sure. But the universe will continue <laughs> to devastate you. That's right. And there's absolutely <laughs> nothing you can do to control other people. Well, and that's why I wanted to acknowledge it is that that sucks time. It sucks yep. to feel blocked. It sucks to feel like people think that you're a bad person. Yep. Um, but guess what? I think like the anxiety that you're having right now might actually be a good sign yep. because you know that you don't want to repeat what happened. For sure. That you feel a level of remorse. Yep. That you feel self-conscious. That might actually be a good sign that you're growing and you will no longer repeat the behaviors yep. that led to this first thing. For sure. Right? Whatever it was. Yep. Um, so just re- recognize it. Acknowledge those feelings that you feel when you when you realize that you're blocked by someone or you recognize that they didn't engage they didn't have enough res- uh patience or respect or interest to hear your side of the story that yep. sucks and when that happens you just would say i recognize that they're on a journey but that i can't control and that i truly can't know yep. but i know in my heart what mm-hmm. my journey is i know in my heart what my values are and i know that i'm trying to make a better life for myself yep. and that's the only thing i can control for sure People thinking that you're a bad person does not make you a bad person, right? And so say it again <laughs> for the people in the back, aka the woman sitting right in front of you with the microphone and uh-huh. the water bottle. People thinking <laughs> that you're a bad person doesn't make you a bad person. Also, side note, Aliyup, sports reference. Yeah. You thinking you're a bad person doesn't make you a bad person. Ooh, that's another level that we can talk about. I know. Making mistakes doesn't make you a bad person. That's right. Um, and Doing so bad things <clears throat> doesn't make you a bad person. There you go. There you go. People out there are like, uh, your logic is very 
Very flawed. <laughs> um, yeah. So time. I know that. I know that it's really hard to think that people are thinking poorly of you or talking about you behind your back or hearing things that didn't happen and misinterpreting them. Like it sucks because you're just like, no, 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 no. That didn't happen. Here are all the reasons why I did the things that I didn't. Here are all the reasons that this person sucks. But what those people think about you, whether or not they think you're a bad person, actually has no impact on who you are and what you do in this world. Right. Right. You need to find a place where you can be in such a point of forgiveness and acceptance and understanding of yourself that you can say to those people that think that you're a bad person, you don't understand exactly what was happening. And I know that I did the best that I could. Yeah. And that's it. And then you can release them or release yourself from their yeah. judgment because they're, they've, they're people who have done bad things too or have made mistakes or had things misinterpreted. And so... We're, all of us are so imperfect, but all of us are trying the best that we can. And you tried the best that you can with this friend, no matter what anyone else says about you. And you know this. Yep. You know it. Um, I hope this helps. Wild time. This was I, a wild time for this response to this letter. <laughs> anytime Sam whips out a like a like a chummy sort of pun thing, I just love it. <laughs> Got a little wild time. A wild time over here. <laughs> anyway, uh, we know this sucks. We're we're with you with the suckage. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for writing. We love you. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Our third and final letter comes from Nancy, who is writing from California. Nancy writes, I was in love with a really shitty guy. <laughs> Period. <laughs> End of story. Nancy. <laughs> Listen, we've got some advice for you. We were in an on and off and on again relationship for about two years, and I finally had the emotional strength to break it off for good. I was blinded by the love I had for him. I thought that he loved me too, but I guess I was totally wrong. I didn't realize how emotionally abusive he was to me, and it start and it still hurts to think that he may not even acknowledge the fact that he's hurt me or that he thinks that he has done something wrong. He would always break up with me, but this time I broke up with him and he seemed so unbothered. His last response to me was just K. Like the letter K. Just the letter K, yeah. All right, bro. Like, (laughs) spare a girl vowel, okay? This relationship has discouraged me and lowered my self-esteem. I genuinely feel as if I'm just better off alone and that there is no one out there for me. And quite frankly, I've been allowing myself to accept this. I was head over heels for this guy, and the fact that he didn't care and didn't validate my feelings is just something I don't ever want to experience again. I feel so disrespected and hurt. Oh, Nancy, thank you so much for writing. Yeah, Nancy, I'm so sorry that you are going through this. Um Breakups suck. <laughs> How many times have we literally fucking been like read a heartbreaking letter and then we've been like, yeah, bitch, totally awful. <laughs> and then laugh because like, well, we have to laugh because because of the common threads that we read. Yep. Because um, a lot of times y'all know what you need to hear yep. or what you need to do. You just want to hear it from us that like things hurt. The number one people... 
the number one thing I think people need in matters of the heart is to feel seen and understood yep. because so often in these romantic conflicts, we don't feel understood by our partner. Mm-hmm. And so we keep going after that understanding. I want him to feel remorse. I want him to feel regret. I want him to love me. I want him to want me. I want Mm -hmm. him to know that he hurt me. I want him to hurt like I hurt. I want him to give a fuck. And we want and we want and we want all of these things that won't actually bring us real healing. Right. It'll just bring us like vindication and maybe some more confusion. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, But Nancy, I actually picked this letter uh, and even though Sierra was like, there's no question on it, which is true. Okay, I just meant like linguistically, way to fucking out me. Um, but I wanted to read read this letter because it felt like I just felt so kindred with it the first time I read it. And um, it's because when I was going through a very bad breakup with him. Capital H. That's right. Him. Um, one of my good friends... I was also going through like a really shitty breakup with his boyfriend that he had been with for a long time. I hated that guy. Um, and I hated them both. Right. And so we both sort of like made this vow that like we were just never going to be in relationships again. Oh my God. <laughs> it was Why like, were not we like closer at this time? <laughs> it was more like we just sort of came to this. I thought you were going like... to be like that we were just worth more. And No, it was not that. Wow. It was just like a tacit agreement that like we weren't worth being in relationships anymore and relationships were too much work. Where the fuck was Just Break Up podcast? Seriously, right? We had, so like anytime we were like, oh, went on a date, it was shitty, hashtag forever alone. Like we would say it to each other anytime we were talking about our Y'all, relationships. Oh my stuff. God, Sam, this is literally <laughs> the perfect proof that Sam and I don't know what the fuck we are talking about. And truly, everything that we have shared on this pod- podcast has been gleamed over 13 to 15 years of personal experience. For sure, yeah. Because fucking sometimes time is the only goddamn Seriously. head and heart work yep. ingredient that is really necessary. God, yeah, for that sure. depresses me also. I know. So hashtag forever alone was a thing. Um, Nobody repeat that. I'm not making a t-shirt out of that. I'm not endorsing that. A hundo percento. Negative a hundo percento. Um, Can you have negative percentages? No, that's not a real thing, is it? Continue. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, Nancy, what I wanted to say to you was that, like, I totally understand where you're coming from in this. And and what really stood out to me about your letter was um, when you said, I feel as if I'm just better off being alone and that there is no one out there for me. And I think what happened when I was in that period of being really down on myself and being down on relationships, I was also in that too. Like, um, I'm just better off being alone. Right. And what I think I came to realize through a lot of head and heart work is that I wasn't better off being alone but there is the possibility that I could be alone for the rest of my life. It could be hashtag forever alone. And that's okay. Yeah. How do I become a person who is so healthy, who is so whole, who is so at peace with myself that I don't need someone else to come along and complete me? Mm-hmm. And so I've, I feel you 100%, Nancy, in this moment of pain. You and I want what? you 100%. Um, no, no. What? 100%. <laughs> All right, cool. If you want to just like not be on the cool train. <laughs> um, I feel you. Like I really feel where you're coming from. But now this is an opportunity to say like, 
I may, I'm not better off alone, but I might be alone for the rest of my life. And it's OK to, if that happens. Oh, my God. We are so depressing in this episode. <laughs> but I love it because what you're saying is I am better off alone. That statement turns into I am great yep. as is. Exactly. Yep. Period. It's yep. not about being better off alone or it's not about being you know like oh i found my better half you're not a half you're a whole person right now and right now you are worthy of anything you want in the world Mm -hmm. including a healthy partner but also including like a fulfilling life like great pastimes great uh, uh, a comfortable home you know great books delicious food you are worthy of all that right now as is yep and you can have a fulfilling, wonderful, vibrant life yeah. with a partner or not. Absolutely. And what I realized over the course of that time alone was that was how much of myself I had sacrificed in that toxic relationship. Totally. And like what I had denied what you had myself. Lost. Right. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But like the things that I had wanted and the things that I uh, had needed that I had said that's not as important as being in this toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so. That time of hashtag forever alone was real sad during many parts. And <laughs> like, I for sure was like right. that forever alone was not a fun hashtag for right. a while. Um, and there were periods throughout that where it, it wasn't a fun hashtag, but it did teach me so much about the fact that I uh, am worthy of things, even if I don't have a partner. I'm worthy of cooking myself dinner. Yes. I am worthy of having a nice bed. Mm-hmm. I am worthy of going out with friends, even if those friends are in couples. Mm-hmm. I am worthy of taking trips. I am worthy of Crushing it, Sam. Of of reading different books. I'm worthy of watching this entire TV show from season one all the way through season seven. In right? a week. <laughs> um I think that's so important. <clears throat> and I, think... I, I totally did not think you were going to take it in this direction. <laughs> I love okay. it. I well, this is your greatest strength. Yeah, your I, me being us just having so many similarities, but a hundred percent different DNA <laughs> romantically. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm over here like, of course you're worthy of love. You're worthy of other people. Mm-hmm. But your greatest strength in life and in this podcast is reminding people. That it's not about love. Yeah. That comp- love does not complete you. Love does not make you worthy or worthwhile yep. or even happy. Yep. Right? Like, fuck, man. If love made you happy, we wouldn't have this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But forever alone is not necessary. Okay, fine. I'll make a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also just like. Love is something that I think many of us want, right? But love doesn't have to look like romantic love either, right? right? Like, for a while, I called my cat my boyfriend. And it was, like, funny. But it was also, like, this is, like, I having something to take care of is an innate, an innate need in me. Uh-huh. Like, I like to take care of people. Right. And so I can do that with the cat. Right. And it's not sad. Right. It's not less than. It is me choosing what I have available to me and making the best of it. I'm and loving this. You're so cool. when my cat dies, I'm going to be the saddest person in the whole world. I already have anxiety about that. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> He's just never going to die. Denial okay. is a healthy place Nobody to be. tell him. No one. I'll deal with it. No one message him. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a beautiful way to end a very difficult letter. Great. Because that is the ultimate form of acceptance and healing. Yep. Is recognizing that you don't need anything else. Yep. That you 
you have what you need right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. Thanks, Nancy. We love, we love you. you. All right. That brings us to the blind date segment of our show. This is the part of the show when we try to hook you up with something that we think you're really going to like. So our blind date this episode is... Shit's Creek. Oh! I know. I can't believe I haven't done it before. No, me neither. I can't believe I haven't done it. Uh, but have you watched the most recent season? I don't know. Probably not. Okay, g- girlfriend, you are on a boat. <laughs> Picture me on my couch openly weeping Did like hit netflix while i was on the boat first four seasons all right y'all this is a tv show (laughs) (laughs) this is a tv show it's called schitt's creek spelled s-c-h-i-t-t um schitt's creek it's made by eugene levy the funny guy from american pie with big um eyebrows Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's from other really awesome things but that's what the mainstream knows him as yeah and his son dan levy who they both star in it and they both write it and i think dan is one of the more heavy-handed writers in it and the show is just sam and i would never recommend a tv show to you lightly this show is so charming so funny Mm -hmm. um such funny comedy. Um, Catherine O'Hara's in it, and she fucking crushes it. <laughs> She's so funny. <laughs> but more importantly, after you watch, like, it's about these characters that you are immediately drawn to. It's so well written that the characters are are, are so fun to watch. Yep. But most importantly, you watch these characters really ha- have such a great arc, mm-hmm. such great growth. Yep. And it to me, it goes beyond just being a funny TV show, it is both an impeccable example of great writing, great character building, such rewarding character building and fantastic representation. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give things away, but there's, there are queer characters and, um, there are, there's a coming out story. That's really powerful. Mm -hmm. There's a pansexual, um, which, you know, for us, like queer people who fall on the bisexual or pansexual spectrum that's so important to us and i laugh out loud at the show constantly and uh while you were on in the middle of the ocean on a boat i was weeping (laughs) weeping at this one episode in season five which is not on netflix but i found it on the internet illegally (laughs) oh great (laughs) (laughs) but i literally like i knew the scene that was coming because i had read a spoiler by accident and i just said like okay i'm gonna just let myself have this cry because I needed it. It That's was really so impactful. I want to tell you what it's about. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Um, I'll spoil it for you. <laughs> That's great. But all I want to say is it was this great, really important, um, innovative representation mm. in a, a very funny, very charming TV show called Shit's Creek. That's great. And I will say, like, um, I thought when I watched the first season that I, like, knew what it was going to be about. Right. And it, like, it definitely wasn't about that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, watch it. I love it, too. It's mine, too. My blind date as well. No, no, no. It's not your blind. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> That's cute. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can like us on Facebook or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Break Up Pod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes. But most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com, which is also where you can find our new Hundo Percento merchandise. It's not just Hundo Percento stuff. Okay, it's- good. <laughs> There's I imagined like tote bags, t-shirts, and mugs, all with 100. No, no, no. On there's it. just a t-shirt and tank top with that. But there's also new mugs, new t-shirts, new sweatshirts, uh, new hats, 
all check that out at justbreakuppod.com. Huge shout out to our sponsor for this episode to write love on her arms. To support their World Suicide Prevention Day campaign, visit their website at youmaketodaybetter.com. You can use the promo code JUSTBREAKUP, all one word, for 20% off of your order. Please also give us a five-star rating and review on wherever you get your podcasts and also subscribe. Mm-hmm. And if you are interested, you can support us on Patreon. I'm sorry. I, made, I made Sam laugh at the end of the episode. You can support us on Patreon. $5 a month gets you four, or not four, gets you an additional bonus weekly episode. Mm-hmm. That's $5 a month for an additional weekly episode. Patreon.com slash JustBreakUpPod. Original music, recording, editing, and producing by our good friend Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, The What If podcast and remember the only way to truly move forward internally is to accept the things you cannot change accept yourself exactly as you are right now including all your flaws all your imperfections and all your past mistakes in doing so you experience continuous growth you are ready to accept love happiness and joy and abundance in your life and you accept things as is with no resistance and if all else fails just break up